Hello and welcome to Driftwood Christianity, the podcast that comes out the faith, hiding in the driftwood of life, and sends it on to you. I'm Andrew Smith. This podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Kwandamooka and Yagara peoples. And today's driftwood is ancestry. My father was really into ancestry and family trees and genealogy. He spent uh, a lot of time before he retired and then many years after he retired looking into the family history. It kind of began with a family Bible that had names back to, say, the middle of the 19th century. But he didn't stop there. Once you have those names and you start finding church records of births, deaths, baptisms, uh, weddings, and so on, then, of course, you have a long uh, and deep vein to be able to mine, to be able to go back as far as you can. Combining that with digging through graveyards as well. Uh, they, he used to tell me a story of a time that they actually went into what is modern-day Poland, looking around a small village where we had some family, looking around the gravestones to try and find the dates that people were born and died, who they might have been married to, and so on. And yes, he was into Ancestry.com as well. Um, found lots of things there and recorded many of his results. Found even a bit of scandalous uh, ambiguity, perhaps around 110 years ago uh, in the family, where the beginning and endings of a few marriages didn't quite line up with when uh, babies were born and things like that. The kind of thing that certainly in the early 20th century would have been uh, covered up and not not talked about very openly at all. Eventually, he found a minor noble in the um, in the ancestry back through the UK branch, and then once he'd found that combination of that, the Domesday Book, and a few other things, he tracked it all the way back to the third century, which is an amazing piece of work. Ancestry like this tries to answer questions of identity, our genes. Our origin, where did we come from? What kind of people fed into our family? What's my origin? My people, the place, the time? How does it contribute to my life? Well, there's a certain privilege in my life. The the education I've had, the, the family experiences I've had, the religion that I've grown up with, the politics that I grew up with. All of that uh, has influence from our genealogy and our ancestry. It gives us clues, but it doesn't really define us. Ideas also have ancestry. Here's one, let me take you through this. Today you might see in the church a kind of teaching called word of faith teaching. This is, you know, declaring things in faith to bring them into being. People who have this particular form of Christianity will say that it helps them in areas of healing and prosperity and career success, etc. And this has a heavy influence from a book called The Power of Positive Thinking that came out in, say, the middle of the 20th century by Norman Peale. It included a set of 10 rules for overcoming failure and achieving success. It starts with the person making a mental image of success, has a few spoken affirmations along the way, and then ends up by channeling God's power through you. Now that book was was heavily influential, especially in the 80s. Um, There were some prominent figures in the US who said this was one of the most influential books on them. And of course, as a leader, lots of other people then picked that up. 
It sounds very familiar to another idea you might have heard that's outside of Christianity called manifesting, where people believe they can make reality happening by focusing the mind on what it is that they're after, putting that thought out into the universe and the kind of waiting for the universe to answer. We can see echoes of this in the Christian Science Church that uh, says things like disease is a bit of an error of the mind, not so much a physical cause like a virus or a bacteria, but is heavily focused on what goes on inside the mind. The origins of that would be late mid, mid to late 19th century where they're contesting around the same ideas and the same times as germ theory before that becomes well-known and accepted. And then if you go even further back, you get this idea of the New Thought philosophy or the New Thought religion in the 1830s from a person called Phineas Quimby. It was very much about seeing the power of the mind at work through something like hypnosis to heal people. It really promoted the idea that illness is a matter of the mind. You get sick because the mind is sick, so you get well because the mind is well. So there's a genealogy from word of faith all the way back through to new thought and the influences into that. New thought found its way into the church and into sermons and into the White House and today into the minds of millions of particular forms of Christianity. Ideas have ancestry. What else has ancestry? Doctrines. They all come from somewhere. Nobody writes a doctrine in isolation. They've considered something, they've thought something, they've read something. So let's think about atonement. There are several theories of atonement out there and read books about this what one that's really popular these days is called you know penal substitutionary atonement where each of us is accused of a crime we can't pay for that crime and then jesus stands in the place and takes the punishment for us but is it hardly surprising that we have this when it comes from calvin and calvin was a lawyer it doesn't surprise me that when a lawyer looks at the bible they impose the thinking of a courtroom on the Bible. That version of atonement has an ancestry. Or if we go back even further, let's go back another 1200 years to Trinity. Now none of the New Testament writers knew the word Trinity or could be considered Trinitarians. And yet, within 300 years, there's a doctrine of the Trinity that comes from when some of these ideas of how God is testified about meets platonic Greek ideas of person and being. And so when all that intersects, there's a genealogy. There's an ancestry here. So the doctrine of the Trinity, as most people would understand it today, also comes from somewhere. It has an ancestry. What ideas are around you? What's their ancestry? What are the ideas that you hear in sermons each week? What's their ancestry? What are the ideas that you have? What's their ancestry? If you look back through that, that pathway, do these ideas stand on something good? Are these ideas that are worth considering? Or are they ideas that, if you poke at them a little bit, they're, they're weak? and they don't bear scrutiny. 
it's worth taking time, even as we're in this Lenten season of reflection and contemplation, to think about our ideas. Are we putting them in the proper place? Have we really thought where they came from? Or have we just accepted them and let them take a hold in our lives? Now, I mentioned several things in today's show that you might like to look into further. Um, I'm not going to give a bunch of links in my show notes because I don't really um, want you to treat them as recommendations. Things like word of faith or the power of positive thinking or manifesting. I don't recommend any of them. But I mention them to let you know that there are a whole lot of ideas that are all interwoven and you can see evident in, as I say, some forms of modern Christianity. What I would like you to do, as always, is ask is to remember for you please to rate, review and share the show. And to best of all, leave a comment. Because this show is now Driftwood for you. What will you carve out of it?